Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure someone born in the united states is not more special than someone born in mexico someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black they're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience brutes have risen to power but they lie they do not fulfill that promise they never will dictators free themselves but they enslave the people war is peace Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, Gab and Gitter, as well as facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can visit our website. To find a link to our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes videos and more, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and our books, all of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir, from Artificial Intelligence and Ufology to New Age Cults and Health, you can find pretty much anything and everything in these books, and they are on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You get a free copy of one of those books when you subscribe to our archive for one year. And one of the perks of subscribing is also you get access to the show before it airs when the show is pre-recorded. So that is a really great perk that I have not been promoting. You also get all of my digital books. You get a free copy of one of those books, as I said, and you get access to the montage archive. You will not have to listen when you stream or download the shows in the archive to those monetized ads that otherwise play on the radio or podcast player that you might be listening to this show on. So it is, I think, a really great deal. You get a lot of great information, and it supports the secret teachings and keeps us on air sincerely Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you are listening on a podcast player, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Let others know what you think of the show. Leave us a couple of stars. It just takes a second. It's free, and I would really, really appreciate it. Tonight we have probably some of the best news to share with you in a very, very long time. It's such great news that I was trying to figure out before the show tonight how to take this good news and stretch it over two hours because it's a singular story, but it has various elements and components to it that I think need to be broken down and discussed in great detail. So tonight's show is going to kind of be like a show-and-tell lecture. I'm going to show you and tell you about what I know and what I've found and what I've read. And it will sort of be a lecture on this subject. And that topic is, that subject is, are you ready? We haven't done a show on this in a very long time. It's about wearing a facial covering, wearing a mask. Now, on one side of the spectrum, people have no issue with wearing a mask. They believe it protects them. They believe it protects others. Sometimes they believe contradictory things. They suffer a little bit from cognitive dissonance, that they believe the mask protects others. 
While some believe the mask protects themselves, and others believe it does both. If somebody ever tells you the mask protects you, they tell you that in public, the mask protects you, that's why I'm wearing it, tell them to turn it inside out, and then that fabric inside that protects you from their droplets will protect them from your droplets. Just a little bit of common sense. But on the other end of the spectrum, people believe that the mask contains all of these either known or unknown chemicals, toxins, pollutants, heavy metals, even nanotechnology, I've heard. Masks have nanotechnology in them. Of course, a lot of people think nanotechnology means robots. Nano just describes the size. Just because something is nano does not mean that it is a robot. But nevertheless, this is the spectrum. Either masks always work, despite the opposing scientific facts, or masks never work, and not only do they not work, but they actually have technologies and chemicals in them that make you sick, and they're put over your face to keep you ill. So it's, it's one extreme or the other extreme. It's basically the difference between people who do not believe that any virus anywhere in the world, that there is no such thing as a virus, that no virus exists, there's no such thing as a particle, there's no such thing as bacteria. Those are the same people that tend to believe that there's no such thing as history. History started like 10 years ago. There are people that actually believe that. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there are people that believe that literally if they come within six feet, if, if they're at seven feet, they're okay. Six feet, they're okay. But if they go one inch closer to you, they'll immediately be infected. Two ends of an extreme spectrum once again. People that also believe that the virus doesn't kill anybody, but that the vaccine kills everybody. And now it's not the V for virus or the V for vaccine. Now it's the V for venom. The venom is killing everybody. We're going to talk about this again this week because I've been inundated with more messages. I've seen more social media posts. People are promoting Pro One Water Filters, the, the affiliate we have, promoting Pro One Water Filters, saying Pro One Water Filters, people like Alex Jones have been selling them because he knew all along that there was snake venom in the water and the snake venom is removed from the Pro One Water Filters. So I went and read the lab reports and None of the lab reports for Alexa Pure, Pro and Water Filters, or Berkeley mention anything about snake venom. But that won't stop people from hawking those products to make a profit. I have an affiliate with Pro and Water Filters, but I'm advising you not to go and buy a water filter because you think it's going to take snake venom out of the water. I'd advise you to go buy a water filter and support this show while you do it because it's a great investment because most municipal water when it's cleaned, is cleaned with toxic chemicals or things that, yes, they might remove, quote-unquote, harmful material, but they also leave harmful material in the water, so you might want to purify that. Just from eroding pipes and crumbling infrastructure, you might want to purify that water. Not because of snake venom. So you get these two polar opposites, these two extremes. It's either the virus killing everybody or it's the vaccine killing everybody. It's either the mask 
is 100% effective. You always have to wear the mask indefinitely. You can never take it off, even during sex, even during sleep, even during the shower. A friend of mine messaged me the other day and said that they saw somebody swimming in a mask. Still. On the other side of the spectrum, masks not only do not work, but masks have nanobots crawling around in them. And when you put them on, the nanobots crawl up your nose into your brain and they give Bill Gates control of your brain. Like that SpongeBob episode where Plankton's got the remote control plugged into SpongeBob's brain and he uses the little levers to to control SpongeBob. Remember that? So it's one extreme or the other extreme. And I'm here to tell you that it's not either one of those extremes that falls close to reality, truth, science, whatever the term might be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm beginning to develop a very strong dislike, and I've got a very strong flavor that is distasteful in my mouth for what we term to be the alternative and independent communities. Alternative thought, independent radio, alternative radio. I have a really nasty taste in my mouth because people are so gullible and so biased Even when they're not biased, even when the mainstream media lies to us, they tell us these things that aren't true. They control our minds. I believe the opposite of what the media tells us. And then believing the opposite just means that you believe in another ideology, the opposite end of the spectrum. That isn't closer to the truth. It's just as far away from the truth and balance and objectivity. Thinking the opposite of what you're told, which was also disseminated to you, in the snake venom documentary means that when people lie to you, you believe the opposite. Maybe that means you get the truth, but when people tell the truth to you, you believe the opposite. You believe a lie. When the CDC says, wash your hands, that's probably a good idea. When the CDC says, don't smoke, that's probably a good idea. It's probably not because they want you to smoke a cigarette to prevent snake venom proteins and peptides from attaching to the receptors in your brain. Smoking is toxic. Smoking is a leading cause of cancer, respiratory problems, and death. 400,000 people a year die from smoking. We never locked down the world for smoking. I can't tell you how many people I see. I saw a woman in the car yesterday driving down the road. She had a mask around her face, pulled down, and a cigarette in her mouth, like Samuel L. Jackson style with two hands on the wheel, just smoking while she drives down the road with a mask on her face. And I just cannot believe that that, that's, that I saw that. And I see that so consistently. I see people standing on the side of the road, smoking cigarettes with masks around their face. I, I, I just, I don't understand. Do, do, do these people, I, I need this maybe ask, I can't ask a woman in her car, but I need to maybe like roll up on the side of the road and ask the, 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 the woman, are, 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 you, are you seriously smoking a cigarette but also wearing a mask? But the, hey, the snake, maybe she saw the snake venom documentary. It says if you smoke, that's what people are saying. If you smoke, go buy, go buy uh, nicotine gum and stuff. The nicotine, the smoking, it'll help you to prevent you from getting sick. I mean, what topsy-turvy clown circus world do we live in where smoking suddenly is a good thing? It prevents you from getting sick. They've turned reality on its head, and you call that alternative independent media. It's insanity. It's been insanity for two years from the very beginning when we were told to put that mask over our face. 
despite more than a dozen pre-COVID studies demonstrating that masks provide no level of protection except against large droplets blown right into your face, which is why doctors use them so they don't get their sweat, they don't get their saliva in an open wound when they're performing surgery. Despite studies post-COVID showing that masks are generally ineffective and that viruses are smaller than the mask holes anyway, and that most studies have not even isolated the virus in droplets for mask tests, they've only speculated in very controlled laboratory settings that were quote-unquote artificial according to the studies. If you read them, I've placed these, these reports in my book, The Technological Elixir. I have a whole section on this. Most of the studies have not isolated a virus in droplets. And despite the fact that no proof has been offered that COVID-19 is transmissible through asymptomatic transmission, the original study on that was, quote, flawed, according to Science Magazine. This is also in my book. And that there's essentially been no evidence provided that COVID-19 transmits through surfaces or the air. That's according to the Washington Post. It's according to the CDC. And, of course, that the mask only prevents exposure to direct breath. The mask itself has become a symbol of compliance to authority. That's what the mask represents, compliance to authority, and it often indicates your prescribed political views. It is a form of what I've termed cultural BDSM. Cultural BDSM. We've done two other shows on cultural BDSM. We did a show on cultural BDSM in 2020, and we did a show on cultural BDSM in 2021. I'm going to actually double-check to make sure those dates are right because these are really good shows. If you haven't heard them, you should go back and listen. July 20th or July 14th, excuse me, 2020, cultural BDSM, Fear and Loathing of American mask Akists. That show is available in the archive. And the other show is February 12th, 2021, Cultural BDSM 2, Erotic Asphyxia, or Erotic Hypoxia. I could have called it that too. So go back and if you listen to those shows, you'll get a little bit of an idea of what it was like in 2020 and 2021 when we were discussing masks on this show and when a lot of other radio shows that were alternative media were telling you there's nanobots in the masks. We were looking at the mask as a symbol. We were looking at the mask from a legal point of view that the CDC had no authority to issue and to enforce or to encourage enforcement through fines, civil and criminal penalties. They had no authority to do that. They had no authority to issue that or to force others to maintain it at, you know, for example, at schools or, you know, baseball stadiums or now we, with the, the federal mask mandate after Joe Biden became president at transportation hubs in rideshare vehicles. The CDC, I said from the very beginning, and I don't have a JD, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an attorney, I'm not a judge. It's just pretty clear cut. That the CDC is not a legislative body. The CDC has limited action that they can take to do certain things like prevent the spread of disease, to prevent the spread of 
disease of people coming into the country and people within the country. They can do things like kill animals that might have disease. They can do things like fumigate, but they do not have the authority to make laws. And I can't tell you how many people told me from the very beginning, the CDC said it, so it's a law. And I said, the CDC is not Congress. Congress makes laws. Not the Centers for Disease Control. Congress makes the laws. The courts decide when issues are brought to court if those laws are just, depending on what the suit pertains to, if that law was enforced properly, whether it was enacted properly, what kind of relief can the court provide, and the executive authority There's your legislative and your judicial and the executive authority oversees the process. And you know what? I've gotten to the point where I'm so tired of the ignorance. I'm so tired of hearing people say, California has two senators. That's not fair. They have a bigger population. Yes, because they have a bigger population, they also have more Congress people. That's what makes it fair. That was the whole argument at the Constitutional Convention between states like New York and Rhode Island. New York was big. Rhode Island was small. In fact, Rhode Island didn't even come to the convention initially because they thought they were going to be overridden, overruled by the bigger states. That was the big argument. There was a lot more to it than that, but that was part of the argument, the big states and the small states. Most people don't even know there's three branches of government. So, of course, it's obvious when the CDC says, we recommend you do this, the average person doesn't understand that a recommendation is not a law. The CDC has certain things it can do, but Congress has to invest the Centers for Disease Control with additional powers if they are going to exercise those additional powers. Did the CDC have authorization from Congress to enforce the federal mask mandate? No, they did not. On transportation, planes, buses, ride shares at transportation hubs like airports and bus places like bus stops, bus centers downtown, they did not have the authority. They didn't even give reason. And this is really at the core of what we're going to talk about tonight because a federal judge in Florida has ruled to strike down the mask mandate, the federal transportation mandate, For a number of reasons, including that the CDC overstepped its authority. The CDC never provided good reason or any reason at all. The CDC did not receive any congressional authorization to do what they did. And therefore, the mask mandate for federal transportation, state transportation, local transportation is void. It is vacated. You don't have to do it anymore. It's yet to be seen that the federal government is going to appeal it. But based on what this federal judge wrote, a 60-page opinion about, I read through all of that opinion before the show today, for the show tonight, and it is pretty easy to understand if you've never read anything of a you never read a, a judge's or a court's opinion on something. It can be very complicated. If you read this judge's opinion on the case based on the law, it's, it's pretty straightforward. The CDC did not have the authority. The CDC violated the law. 
And so the relief granted by the court is that the mandate is struck down. Now, for two plus years, we've been telling you that here on the secret teachings, the CDC is not a legislative body. The CDC cannot interact between landlords and tenants. The CDC cannot force you to do things, particularly when they give no reason, particularly when they have no backing or justification for what they're trying to get you to do, where it's completely arbitrary. And yet, people just accept it because, well, it's the CDC. We are accepting a cultural BDSM that we call science and mitigation against the spreading of disease. But a mask represents more than that. A mask is dehumanizing. A mask is disorienting. They contribute to cultural, uh, cultural antisocial behaviors, which are further exacerbated by literally convincing people that their neighbor could kill them by breathing. And since breath is the focal point here over the last two plus years, it's really strange that it just happens to align with carbon dioxide and the threat that carbon dioxide poses to the planet. And they told us that lockdowns reduce carbon emissions and masks are helping to reduce carbon emissions. Very convenient, don't you think? BDSM, bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism, or what I call masochism, a form of sexual practice that now overlaps with reality. We have been bound with masks, quarantines, and lockdowns. We have been disciplined when we violate social rules or the new normal. Even if we are just minding our own business or following the actual law, as opposed to words like mandate, require, etc., And these words merely mean order and request. They are not enforceable by any law. No person can be prosecuted justly under their perceived tutelage. Now, whereas a sadist derives pleasure from inflicting pain or humiliation on others, the masochist derives pleasure from inflicting pain or humiliation on themselves. And the way that a lot of people have behaved over the last two years would indicate that they are indeed deriving from uh, this mask wearing and trying to get other people to wear it, some form of pleasure. And their assumption of societal authority by harassing and attacking others who do not participate. It's the masochist who derives pleasure from binding, disciplining, and shaming others. And we're going to discuss this tonight on the show and this judge's order right here on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. So the CDC, A, failed to give reasons, B, failed to give notice to the Congress that it was going to do this to give Congress the opportunity to invalidate it. That's those are the technical violations. But the constitutional violation is Congress never gave the CDC the authority to compel us to wear masks. And once and for all, a federal judge has just determined that you are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK. Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. 
Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoyed the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. It is Tuesday into Wednesday, April 19th into the 20th, 2022. One month ago, the U.S. Senate voted 57 to 40 to overturn a federal requirement that passengers on U.S. airplanes and other modes of public transportation wear masks. According to Roll Call, which keeps up with all congressional activities. President Joe Biden vowed to veto if this was to pass in Congress fully. The White House said, quote, the determination of the timeline and circumstances under which masks should be required in these settings should be guided by science, not politics, which is a very, very humorous statement considering that All of the studies prior to COVID-19, the studies during COVID-19, and the studies after COVID-19 all demonstrate that masks provide virtually no level of protection except against large droplets blown directly into your face, which is why doctors tend to wear them when they're operating on patients with open wounds. 
and even those large droplets in studies performed early in the so-called pandemic demonstrated that this was an artificial environment in which they were able to transmit the so-called virus and that the virus clouds, the virus clouds or the air clouds, did not actually contain any virus in them. The settings of these studies were artificial. And you can find those referenced reports in my book, The Technological Elixir. I remember reading that report from the USA Today, which first uh, was one of the first publications to, uh, to study it. And they said that uh, they did not look at patients infected with SARS-CoV-2. This is a direct quote from one of the studies. The World Health Organization agrees with more than 200 medical experts that COVID-19 may spread via the air. The study which was conducted, quote, did not look at gas clouds of patients infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus, but it hypothesized. In another study, the first one is uh, reported September 2020. The second one from Nature says the conditions in the study were, quote, highly artificial. The, the conditions were it wasn't the real world. Highly artificial conditions. So that's what the science actually says. When the White House says that requirements should be guided by science, not politics, it's the antithesis of reality. Because the politics have driven virtually everything that Republicans and Democrats have done in regards to mitigation for SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. Virtually everything has been guided by politics. If you don't wear a mask, people assume that you're a conservative, that you're a Christian, that you're a Trump supporter. It doesn't matter if you can't breathe in it. It doesn't matter if it gives you anxiety. It doesn't matter if you have dermatology issues, if your skin breaks out. None of that matters. You're just a Trump supporter if you don't wear a mask. That's how it was for over a year, two years. Some people still think that. The White House announced that there was going to be an extension of the federal mask mandate, which was set to expire on March 18th. They extended it to April 18th, which was yesterday, but it has actually been extended again. However, a federal judge in Florida has now struck it down, and that is what inspired tonight's broadcast. And the name of the show, Cultural BDSM 3. We've done two other shows called Cultural BDSM. Parts one and two. But tonight, the subtitle of the show is Safe Word because this federal judge finally provided us with a safe word and we can take off the restraints, we can take off the masks and travel freely without threat of fine, quarantine, harassment, accusations of any kind of nature. You're a Trump supporter. You're making me sick. You're evil. You're going to harm people, harming kids and harming old people. That's hysteria. So the Senate voted back in March to do this, and it took a few weeks. A bunch of airlines started to drop their mask mandates. Dutch airline KLM, Virgin Atlantic, British Airways, Jet2, EasyJet, and a number of travel hubs, including London Heathrow Airport, which is a huge airport, of course, along with Danish airports. They all scrapped their face covering rules just a few weeks ago. 
Airline executives, including chief executives of Delta Airlines, American Airlines, and United Airlines, urged President Biden in a letter to end the federal mask mandate and other coronavirus travel requirements, which they said, quote, according to the letter, are no longer aligned with the realities of the current epidemiological environment, end quote. The U.S. Travel Association and the union representing Southwest Airlines flight attendants have issued similar letters. The White House did not respond immediately to any request for comment based on the Washington Post in this particular article asking what they thought of these letters. So we've got Delta, American Airlines, United Airlines, Southwest Airlines, all asking the White House to drop the federal mask mandate. Virgin Atlantic, British Airways, EasyJet, Dutch Airline, KLM, and a number of others already removed their mask requirements for flight because we're past this now. Even in the mainline scientific literature, even in the assumptive and presumptive and implying scientific mainstream literature, there is no need to wear the mask. Now, the CDC also did something interesting yesterday. They, after months of warning travelers to avoid a long list of countries due to very high COVID-19 levels, they announced the removal of those countries from their do-not-travel list. The federal agency yesterday, April 18th, 2022, removed 89 countries from its do-not-travel list. The highest level for designation will now be reserved for special circumstances reflecting a dangerous spike in COVID cases, a new variant, or healthcare infrastructure collapse. So that's a little bit of the backstory. That's a little bit of the history. If you want to go back further, we can go back to the original emergency use authorization to manufacturers of face masks, healthcare personnel, hospital purchasing departments and distributors, and any other stakeholders from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, on April 24th, 2020. The original emergency use authorization, which, funny enough, was April 18th when it was issued. This report is from the 24th of April 2020. This was two years ago, April 18th, 2020. In response to concerns relating to insufficient supply and availability of face masks, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization authorizing the use of face masks for use by members of the general public, including healthcare professionals or personnel in healthcare settings, as personal protective equipment to cover their noses and mouths, in accordance with CDC or Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommendations, to prevent the spread of the virus called severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, etc., etc., etc. An emergency use authorization for the face masks. A lot of people didn't know that face masks were authorized under EUA meaning that you had, depending on the circumstance, a right to refuse to wear that emergency use authorization medical device. And furthermore, not only did you have a right to not wear that device under federal law, but it could not be a condition of employment at businesses to force you to do something under emergency use authorization which is why businesses were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to see what the federal government and the courts were going to do about vaccine mandates. 
A lot of businesses implemented them. People went and got them despite the fact that vaccines were not even approved yet. Then when there was quote-unquote approval, though Comirnaty wasn't on the market, though you couldn't get Spikevax now, which was approved in early 2022, you can't get them on the market, but because they were quote-unquote approved, people went and got them thinking, well, now it's legal. And then when the Supreme Court struck down the mandate for businesses with 100 or more employees, all the people that went to get it because they thought, well, this will get me ahead of the game, this court's probably going to uphold it because that's what the media told you, and then the Supreme Court struck it down, they ended up left on the side of the road, their business not giving a damn about them, only whether or not they were compliant with illegal orders and illegal mandates and illegal dictums from the White House. Things that were not authorized by Congress, things that grossly violated what the federal government could do in regards to mitigating the spread of disease. And the mask is now essentially a relic left over from the last year and a half to two years of mitigation measures to stop the spread of COVID-19. Less and less people are wearing them. Less and less people are angry if you don't wear them. I guess it really depends on where you live. But now that the Senate had voted to overturn the mask mandate, 57 to 40, including eight Democrats back in mid-March, and now a federal judge in Florida has ruled to overturn the federal transportation mask mandate. Florida judge overturned CDC mask mandate for planes and public transit April 18th, 2022. U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazzelli in Tampa said the CDC failed to adequately explain its reasons for the mandate and did not allow public comment in violation of federal procedures for issuing new rules. This ruling comes as a result of a lawsuit from the Health Freedom Defense Fund, a group that opposes public health mandates, and two individuals who argued that the masks gave them anxiety and panic attacks while traveling. Sarah Pope, Anna Daza are the plaintiffs in this case. The order by the court, by the judge, included a 60-page, about 60 pages, 59 total, about a 59, 60-page opinion on the whole story, the whole lawsuit, what the CDC did and didn't do, what they failed to do. And as a result, the order was vacated to provide relief to the plaintiffs. And now you don't have to wear masks on planes, buses, ride shares anymore. Now, people immediately got furious and angry over this and said, no, you can't do this because why? If I want to wear a mask to protect myself, I have that right. Okay, you can. No, the judge didn't say that you can't wear a mask. The judge just said that the federal government didn't have, you know, didn't have they didn't grant the CDC authority. The the, the federal government did not follow appropriate procedure. So the the, the mandate is is vacated. You can still wear a mask if you'd like to. But in reality, 
most people were very happy about this, including the airlines, the stewardesses, the pilots, and most importantly, the passengers. Some audio, some video circulated social media last night from different airlines, from JetBlue to Delta, of stewardesses or pilots making announcements on the plane that the mandate had been vacated. And uh, here's the public's response on the plane. I believe both of these planes were mid-flight, and they were made aware that the mask can be taken off now. We just got an announcement a few minutes ago. Some of you may have seen the press release today that a judge overturned the mask mandate. My company company announces at this moment, if you choose to, you may remove your mask. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to keep your mask on if you want to keep the mask on? I mean, do people honestly think that the judgment in this lawsuit, that the judgment in this case was that everybody has to take their mask off, that you can't wear a mask if you want to wear a mask again? You just can't force people to do it as a condition of employment, as a, not in this case employment, but as a condition of employment in other cases, as a condition in this case of being able to freely move about the country. I mean, the CDC has some authority in terms of preventing disease coming into the country, but preventing disease in a city where buses are driving around or planes flying from one state to another, the CDC does not have the authority to do this so arbitrarily, so as a one-size-fits-all policy, they don't have the authority. They don't have the authority from Congress, so they can't do it. Here's another one. Delta Airlines, people cheering when the announcement was made. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Now, if you actually read the FAA's statement on the subject a couple of years ago, the FAA said that you have, based on the CDC's order, you have a right to opt out of wearing a mask for, and then it listed a number of reasons. Does that mean that people opting out of the mask were allowed to opt out of the mask? No. People like my fiance Hope were kicked off of a plane from Frontier Airlines because she brought the CDC's order and the FAA's statement and the airline that she was flying on, the airline statement. And she utilized what the policy and the law was to opt out, and they kicked her off the plane, claiming that it's a law that they and her had to follow. Despite the fact that she actually had the law, had the policy, had the order, had the mandate, had everything, they said, no, you can't fly without a mask. So even if you knew the actual law, people are so scared, so terrified, they're so afraid, and in some cases so ignorant and so willfully ignorant that they literally dismiss the actual law and then take the order to be the law and enforce it despite the fact that even in that order it says 
these people are exempt. And I've had to tirelessly, and, 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 and it's so frustrating, I've had to explain that to people for the last two years. I had to explain it at the part-time job I worked at in New York when the governor signed an executive order saying that everybody had to wear a mask. And we pull the executive order, and there's exemptions. And my manager, who was dim-witted at best, could not comprehend that the executive order, which also provided exemptions, was not a law. And it took a year and a half of arguing with this man and arguing with these other morons at this communist co-op that I worked at, a lot of people there were really cool, but most of the people there were just brain-dead, study psychology, eternal college student, messed up in the head, communist liberals is what they were. Let's, let's just be honest. And because I didn't wear a mask, I was accused of being a Nazi. I was accused of being a white supremacist. I was accused of being a, a member of the patriarchy. And I had three separate people try to get me fired because since I didn't wear a mask, I was a Nazi and a white supremacist. Classic communist Marxist tactics, they thought they were being equal and fair and just because me not wearing a mask was putting them in danger despite the fact that one of them was like 300 pounds. You know, just a massive blob of fat. But I was going to make her sick. Or the other woman who wasn't overweight, she was just very sick because she literally ate candy for breakfast, drank soda all day, and then told the management that if I don't wear a mask working on the other side of the store, I'm going to make her sick. Well, that is until I found out she was also smoking. And I told the manager, I said, this woman smokes. She eats candy for breakfast. Literally at 6 a.m. when I get there, she's eating chocolate bars, candy, and she's drinking soda. That's what's making her sick. And people can't conceive of that. People can't conceive that processed food, sugary drinks, artificially sweetened, processed grains, processed flowers and sugars, processed plants, processed meats, these things in some cases don't qualify to be considered real food. Dairy Queen's ice cream isn't even real ice cream. It says it on their website. It's a frozen dairy treat, a frozen dairy dessert. We can't conceive that that's the reason we're sick. It's not because somebody didn't wear a mask. We can't conceive, apparently, that the reason people are sick is because people have been sick for a very long time from heart disease, cancer, iatrogenic illness, etc., etc., etc. In fact, according to the CDC, 2020, when the pandemic took off and everybody started dropping dead, remember that? Everybody died. Everybody you knew died. There were 528,981 deaths. And a lot of people might look at that and say, that means the pandemic killed 528,981 people in 2020. No, the, the pandemic didn't kill over half a million people in 2020. The CDC estimated only 10%, 10.4 specifically, of those people who died, died of the so-called virus. So you do the math, 10.4% of 528,000 is roughly, to round the numbers to keep this simple because I'm not Matilda, it's about 50,000 people in 2020, they said, died 
from the virus. The population also increased by half a million people in 2020. And we have an aging population which is responsible for an increase in deaths and partly responsible for an increase, or rather a decrease, I should say a decrease in the number of of births overall. So 10.4% of the people in 2020 died of of the so-called virus. That would mean, based on the most recent numbers that I saw, I just read this this morning, they're claiming that 963 Americans have died. It's a little bit higher than this now. 963,000 Americans have died. It's it's close to a million, they say, have died of COVID-19. But the CDC made a mistake because they've also acknowledged in the last couple of weeks that 70-plus thousand of those people who died didn't actually die. In fact, uh, they weren't even people. They were a glitch in their computer. So that that would mean that let, let's put the number at a million to round it up, round it off. A million people have died. Let's remove the 70-plus thousand, so 75,000 roughly, So that puts us at 925,000 people have died. Now, based on the CDC's own numbers from 2020, only 10.4% of the deaths that people, all the people that died, died of COVID. That's 50,000. That means from 2021 to 2022, 875,000 people have died of COVID, but actually 95% of that 875,000 died of other things. They simply died with COVID instead of from COVID. Based on those numbers, there is no pandemic. So can anybody explain that to me? And then, and, and then, and then here, here's the thing. This is just, this is what's happening. I tried to show that to somebody the other day on Facebook when they were talking about the, the snake venom. And they said, don't come in here quoting the CDC statistics. We don't believe the CDC. And I thought, well, that's par for the course because that stupid snake venom documentary you watched told you to do the opposite of what the CDC says, the NIH the FDA, or any other federal agency. Do the opposite. So what does that mean? The CDC shows you that 10% of the deaths in 2020, that's 50,000 people who died in 2020, died of COVID-19. Well, they died of, not necessarily from. They died with, but not necessarily from. And that means, as of 2022, of the million people who died, minus the 75,000 the CDC said were a glitch, that's that's 925,000, minus the 50,000 from 2020, Gives you from 2021 to 2022, 875,000 people that died with something, not from something. There is no pandemic. Based on the CDC's own data, there's no pandemic. They are relocating heart disease, relocating car crashes, relocating other conditions, including iatrogenic death, into the COVID-19 category. And I tried to show that to somebody, and they said no I don't believe the CDC. Don't come in here with those CDC statistics trying to tell me that there is no pandemic. I know there is a pandemic. It's from snake venom. And I thought, well, the documentary worked. It made people question reality so hard they came right back around to manufacturing and a sophisticated form of propaganda and psychological warfare, their own false narratives. I guess the propagandists can just take a vacation now because now all they got to do is tell you the truth. And people believe the absolute opposite. That's a scary proposition, isn't it? There is no pandemic. And now we can take the masks off, which we could have done the whole time. 
But at least we have a rule of law that establishes that there are certain things that government can and cannot do. And that protects us, despite how, how much red tape there often is, how long it often takes, that protects us from becoming Shanghai or North Korea. So before you badmouth the court system and badmouth Congress, at least we have protective barriers in the way of dictators, in the way of psychopaths from outright determining how you live your life based on the single stroke of a pen, based on the single declaration from their mouth. We have a system of checks and balances here. It's not perfect, but at least it prevents us from being North Korea. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please go to our website. Check out my books. Everything we're discussing tonight is in my book, The Technological Elixir. You get a free copy of it when you subscribe to the archive. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and stay with us. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Because the government doesn't believe in giving us choices. The left doesn't believe in choices. There are even people on the right that don't believe uh, in choices. The government wants to tell us how to live because it thinks it knows what's better for us uh, than we know uh, for ourselves. That's why I said, if you want to wear a mask on a plane, go ahead and wear it. But the government has an authority to, to compel you. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor that I'm aware of. If you're a doctor, I wasn't aware of that today until today. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory and geoengineering visit thesecretteachings.info so you love talk radio then you'll love talkstreamlive.com talkstream live is always on 24 7 with the best streaming talk shows find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones it's free readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier just go to talkstreamlive.com Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. We welcome you to the broadcast and hope that you enjoy what you hear here on the Secret Teachings. If you are listening on a podcast player, please leave us a review. Yes, I am fully aware that the podcast players, if you have a uh, free archive you're accessing play monetized ads that's how we monetize the show i don't read through hundreds of documents a week and dozens of books a month uh, for free Uh, i do it because i love it and i put this show together with uh, the montages and the the show prep and all that and it takes time so yes the show has a few advertisements if you don't like that well then just don't listen or subscribe to the show archive without any of that and get access to a lot more It's common standard practice. This is how radio shows like this stay on air if they don't have million-dollar sponsors. So please leave us a review, and please give us a shout on your email by sending us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Over the last two years, despite all the studies before, during, and after the biggest waves of COVID-19. Mask studies have shown that masks are not only ineffective, but masks actually might be causing other problems, including what some refer to as bacterial pneumonia. On the surface, literally, people are developing skin conditions, rashes, and other things like hives when they're allergic to the material or the chemicals that are put on the masks. And these are things that you can feel immediately when it comes into contact with your face. You start itching and you can feel the, you know, feel the the swelling or you can touch it and feel the bumps. And that's just on the surface. Not to mention, if you wear a mask once or twice in a setting that is high risk, let's call it, nobody is arguing or disputing that. Like I walked into a grocery store in New York about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and they were spraying 
bleach, literally bleach, because they thought spraying bleach in the air would stop transmission of COVID-19. That was one of a handful of times that I actually wished I had a mask because I did not want to breathe in bleach. I cannot believe they even got away with spraying bleach in the air. They were aerosolizing bleach. I can't believe businesses are getting away with spraying quaternary ammonium compounds. The QACs we've done a number of shows on. The business I worked at in New York, that little grocery store, they had been using QACs for a long time before COVID, and then when SARS-CoV-2 became a threat, all the chemical companies, and I remember the name of the chemical company, it was called Alpha Chemical, they contacted the business and said, we've got some special QACs that'll kill COVID. And I asked my manager, I said, they said that this stuff kills COVID. They haven't even isolated the virus. This was really early on. This was like mid-2020. I said, they haven't even isolated the virus yet. How, how do they know it kills COVID? They're just selling you the product, lying to you. You're afraid. You're naive. You bought it. Literally and figuratively. And then my boss had everybody spraying and aerosolizing this red liquid, this QAC, all over the glass and handles and you know on shelves where we put food and on the conveyor belt at the register where we put produce. And I told him, you can't do that. I told other people working there, you can't, that actually what you're doing is a violation of federal law because if you read the chemical label, it says that this stuff is so toxic, it is so poisonous, you should not be aerosolizing it. And if you do apply it to a surface, you need to wipe it down with water after its application. Nobody was doing that. There's actually a guy there who, uh, he was a little bit slow in the head. And that's not meant to be derogatory. He literally, he had like, he had like a, a slow, he had like a developmental delay. A delay. Um, and he was working there and, and he had no clue. And I felt sorry for the gun. I told him a dozen times I said, you should not be doing what the manager is asking you to do. He's telling you to do something that is illegal, and it's also extremely harmful. And But he had this guy spray, 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 aerosolize like it was Windex, wipe it, and then walk away. You're not supposed to aerosolize it, and you're not supposed to spray it and walk away. You're supposed to spray it, wait a second, wipe it down with water. That wasn't being done. Then we found out this guy was being told to sp- literally, they took this chemical in the bathroom and sprayed the toilet paper with it. You know how like hotels, they make the little triangle fold, or you know, if you go to, go to like a fancy resort or something, they've got the toilet paper folded in a fancy way. Well, instead of doing that at our store, we just decided to spray it with quaternary ammonium compounds. So when people wiped their vagina, or they wiped their butthole, they got a nice, thick layer of QAC, applied to very sensitive parts of their body, and people developed rashes. I had a rash. Even one of the communist girls who worked there who tried to get me fired, she developed a rash from it, but no, it couldn't have been the chemical because it's science, folks. Science. Science. I said, yes, science also is on the damn label. It's, it's just like I, I can't deal with these, this, this stuff. It's, you know, it bothered me so much, and then I got fired from my job, and I over masks, over chemicals, over people lying and trying to get me fired because they thought if I didn't wear a mask, I must be a Trump supporter, and that means I should be fired, or I must be a white supremacist. That's that's just how 
how crazy, how out of touch with reality some people are. Knowing that the chemical is poisonous and toxic, it's science, so it's okay. And, and, and this made me start thinking early on in 2020. I did a show on it in July of 2020, July 14th, I believe it was, 2020. I did a show called Cultural BDSM, Fear and Loathing of American Masochists. And I named the show Cultural BDSM because I thought, okay, bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism, masochism or masochism are these sexual practices that now overlap with our everyday reality. We are bound with masks, quarantines, and lockdowns. We've been disciplined when we violate social rules or the new normal, not by police, not by judges, not by courts, not by juries, not by the governor's office, not by the attorney general, but by citizens, by coworkers, by friends, by family. Even if we're minding our own business, even if we're following the actual law as opposed to words like mandate or require, we get reprimanded, we get scolded, we get disciplined. Whereas a sadist derives pleasure from inflicting pain or humiliation on others, the masochist derives pleasure from inflicting pain or humiliation on themselves. There was a person at the store I worked at when this all began, and, and later on they, they started wearing two masks. They were the only person who, who, who got like very sick, and they passed out. And when my friend at the store said, maybe you should take your masks off, that's why you don't have enough oxygen, they said with the masks on, no, it's not because of the mask. It's not, and it's not because of the mask. It's because other people aren't wearing the mask. I passed out. I, I, I didn't even know that happened until like a year ago. And my friend told me that this person passed out with two masks and then said it wasn't because of the masks. They're sick because people like Ryan Gable aren't wearing a mask. That's how naive and delusional the general public is. Shaming others, humiliating others, degrading others, debasing others, this became the norm. Bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. The shame mask also relates to an interesting historical footnote. Developed in Britain in the 16th century and used throughout Europe in the 17th and 18th centuries, the shame mask was intended to punish those found guilty of a societal crime, be it lying, eavesdropping, slander, or gossip. These masks were made out of metal, applied snugly around the head, and locked into a muzzle. Some had tiny bells attached to the head to further humiliate the wearer, while others of these masks, some of these other masks, uh, made a whistling sound when the person would breathe. Other masks uh, were more torturous. Metal plates in the mouth with spikes that would inflict pain when somebody tried to talk. Some of the masks were made in the shape of animal heads to indicate a certain type of societal crime, such as a cow for laziness. Others had exaggerated features like a long nose for someone who had lied. When my fiance and I moved here to Arizona, she got a job at a local business, similar kind of a grocery store, local organic spot. And they tried to get her to wear a mask, and she said, no, I'm not wearing a mask. And they said, well, you have to. It's the order of the city. So we pulled the order, the resolution, and it said that you're exempt. And she showed it to him and said, I'm exempt. And they said, doesn't matter. Go home. We have to follow the rule. And she said, but, but 
I was really proud of her because she was, you know, she was always anxious and nervous about this stuff when I was doing it back in New York. But she, when she finally read the resolution, she told them, like, she's like, no, the resolution exempts me. And they're like, no, the resolution means you have to wear it. She said, did you, did you read it? And they said, no, we didn't read it. And they said, well, you know, you have to wear it. She said, but you didn't read it. So you don't. And this is exactly what they did in New York. This is exactly what the business did. People do not know what a resolution is. They do not know what a declaration is. They do not know what a mandate is. They do not know what a law is. They think the CDC can make laws. Congress makes laws, not the CDC, folks. People do not know. The business told her, we didn't read it, but we, we have to enforce it. Well, how do you know what to enforce if you didn't read it? You know, so I had to, I had to write like three letters to the business citing federal law, state law, natural law, human rights, the company's own policy, and finally their legal team looked at the letter I wrote and said, oh, he, he's right, and uh, she can come back to work. And then because we contacted the attorney general, we set up an appointment with the attorney general here in Arizona, and we had, a, we, we had attempted, I contacted a number of attorneys as well, and was going to about to, about to file a complaint with the attorney general's office, you know, even without going through the, the, the interview process, file a complaint against the business. And uh, the business came back real quick. They had their lawyers on it real fast. And they said, oh, um, yeah, we're going to give you all the back pay, too. So don't sue us. Folks, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I do not have a JD. I did not go to law school. But I do have a Black's Law Dictionary. I do have a few functioning brain cells. I do understand the basics of human psychology. I understand how companies lie and manipulate. And I also know how companies, because they're afraid of being sued or they're afraid of paying fines, or they're afraid of being you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 sanctioned in some capacity by the government, they'll just do whatever they're told to do, even if what they're doing is the opposite of what they're actually being told to do. So because of that, we got her out of that, that mask mandate. But in the middle of it, they told her, if you don't want to wear a mask, you can wear this alternative. And do you know what the alternative was? It was a modern day, 17th, 18th, even back to the 16th century, shame mask. They called it the badger. They literally called it the badger mask. It was a shield with a big blue mask thing that goes around like from your, your jawbone down to your chin. And we responded in the email when they offered that as an option and said, that is a shame mask, that is derogatory, that is demeaning, that is insulting, that is humiliating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they backed down and they said, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. They overturned it for the whole company, for the whole city of Tucson, Arizona. It's like four businesses, four of these locations. And then they actually gave her all the back pay because we stood up against it. And I don't think this business was trying to harm their employees, I just think that they thought they were going to get fined if they didn't do it. And then they back down when they realize, well, actually, actually, the law says that you, you can't do that. So that's, uh, you know, that's someone like me. And uh, we've given out declarations. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but we've given out declarations here on the secret teachings. And with understanding language, etymology, psychology, we've helped firefighters. We've helped, I had a professional, uh, athlete organization. There's a guy that was a, um, actually I had two of these contact me. One guy was a sports agent, I think. And then somebody else worked for some sporting group and they contacted me about it. 
I had paramedics contact me about it. I had tons of nurses contact me about it. I had friends contact me about it. And we got virtually everybody who asked, can we get that declaration from you, Ryan? Can we get that vaccine exemption form from you, Ryan, so that we can get out of the vaccine at work? And it worked for firefighters, paramedics, nurses, teachers, etc. We got kids out of the vaccine mandate for schools. I got my mom out of the vaccine mandate at the hospital she worked at. I got my friend more recently. He messaged me from West Virginia. He worked at the same hospital, and we got him out of the vaccine mandate at the business because it's a you know it's a healthcare facility. So they were using the Supreme Court ruling to try to force people to get the vaccine, and then they gave out these very arbitrary exemption forums, and we just kind of you know circumvented the exemption form, answered the questions on the forum, so we were in compliance, and then just shredded. You know, figuratively, we shredded their their commentary and questionnaire. We destroyed it legally. And then they backed down and said, oh, yeah, he's exempt. Doesn't happen in every case, but I'm telling you that background because I'm not a federal judge. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. But it's pretty easy to comprehend the idea, to, 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 to make room for the idea that you have human rights, businesses, the government, cannot interfere, cannot access your body, cannot put things into your body, cannot cover your face and mouth and prevent you from breathing, there are consequences to these actions. These are illegal actions. You cannot do this to people, especially as a condition of travel, a condition of employment. Your friends might be, you know, dip S's and think, well, I'm not going to be friends with them anymore. They don't wear a mask. They don't have a vaccine. Fine, your friends can do that. But a business... You know, an airline can't do that. And a federal judge has finally ruled that the federal transportation mandate is vacated. Here is some passengers on JetBlue cheering the announcement as it was made during the flight. We just got an announcement a few minutes ago. Some of you may have seen the press release today that a judge overturned the mass mandate. My company is... That's JetBlue. Here's Delta. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. See, people don't want to participate. The airlines don't even want to participate. In fact, The airlines have signed letters to the White House from Delta, American, and United urging the White House to eliminate the travel mask mandate. The Senate voted back in March 57 to 40 to overturn the federal requirement. And the White House said, well, if this does make it to Joe Biden's desk, he'll just veto it anyway because we need to focus on science, not politics, when the whole thing is focused on politics And not science to begin with, not to mention the fact that there's an eerie history of the Communist Party using masks to subjugate the population and then admitting later that they lied to them, that there really was no threat from any disease back in the 50s. And so people continued to wear masks. Now they wear them because of pollution. But this all started back in 1952 in Beijing, China, because of the Communist Party. Here is the White House responding to the federal judge. Here's Jen Psaki responding to the federal judge's decision. 
Thanks, Jen. Uh, happy Monday. Two happy Monday. subject areas. Uh, first, a federal judge in Florida says the CDC exceeded its authority with the mask mandate in airports. What's the White House position? The CDC recommended continuing the order for additional time, two weeks, uh, to be able to assess the latest science in keeping with its responsibility to protect the American people. So this is obviously a disappointing decision. The CDC continues recommending wearing a mask in public transit. Uh, as you know, this just came out this afternoon. So right now, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, who would be implementing, and the CDC are reviewing the decision. And of course, the Department of Justice uh, would make any determinations about litigation. Second. So they haven't determined if they're going to appeal it yet. But one thing Jen Psaki didn't tell you is that if you turn to page 43 of the judge's decision, it says the court accepts the CDC's policy determination that requiring masks will limit COVID-19 transmission and will thus decrease the serious illness and death that COVID-19 occasions. But the finding by itself is not sufficient to establish good cause under the law to avoid public discussion before the Policy was implemented, and therefore the mask mandate is void. So the, the judge even acknowledged, like, yeah, the CDC might be right. They, like, the court agrees. The CDC's right. The masks can help and work. I disagree with that. But Jen Psaki didn't tell you that. She apparently didn't read this 60-page opinion from the judge which says, yeah, the, the, the court agrees with the CDC, but they, they didn't implement it legally. They had no authority to implement it, so it's vacated. Here's Jen Psaki getting into it with Peter Ducey about the mask mandate. Thank you, Jen. Uh, you said about this mask ruling out of a federal court in Florida that it's a disappointing decision, and you say you continue to recommend that people wear masks. <laughs> Why is it that we can sit here in the I thought that was funny. She coughs during the question. White House briefing room with no masks, but people can't sit in an airplane cabin with no masks. Well, Peter, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. That I Peter, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. I'm aware of if you're a doctor. I wasn't aware of that today and until today. Okay, not a doctor. <laughs> Just making sure. These people are so arrogant and it's so brazen. It's so blatant. Well, Peter, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. I don't know. Um, and nor do you play one on TV. Nor does he play one on TV. There you go. Most days. Um, but these determinations, remember the masking guidance is there are is green, yellow, and red. We are currently in a green zone in Washington, oh, okay. D.C., so they're not recommending it. Some people can still wear a mask if they want to. Many people do, or wear them in meetings, or wear them at certain times where you're going to be around or sitting close to people, or maybe you have an immunocompromised parent or, or friend, and so people make that decision. And there's, this is based on health considerations and data that the CDC looks at about transmissibility as, as we've seen an increase in cases on, on airplanes. And would the president support if a flight is leaving from an airport in a green zone, those people don't have to wear masks? Again, Peter, there's, a di there's been long a difference from the beginning about people on an airplane and in uh, federal transportation. And it just goes on and on. And, 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 and she says, well, Washington, D.C. is a green zone. So since we're a green zone, we don't really have to wear them. That's a very eerie term, isn't it? Green zone. Some places are red zones. Some places you have to do what the CDC says. Other places, it's just recommended. It's not enforced. That's very dystopian. 
And the fact that Washington, D.C. just happens to be green. Oh, they green light the Capitol. They green light the Politburo. They green light the dictatorship. But every other place in the country has to abide, particularly if they're conservative areas, by the, the determinations of the CDC, which doesn't have the authority to issue them in the way that they did or to enforce them in the way that they attempted to. That arrogance of, of these people. Here is Judge Napolitano commenting on the judge's ruling in Florida. Congress never gave the CDC the authority to regulate things like relations between landlords and tenants. We know that. Uh, and to, uh, to tell you what to wear in your face. The CDC has uh, authority to kill diseased animals and to suggest what, what um, medications people should take. But it doesn't have the authority to tell you what to wear in your face. It doesn't have the authority to interfere in the relationship between the customer, the passenger, and the owner of the means of passage, whether it's Amtrak, which is owned by the federal government, or whether it's an airline, which is owned by the, owned by the shareholders. So the CDC, A, failed to give reasons, B, failed to give notice to the Congress that it was going to do this to give Congress the opportunity to invalidate it. That's, so those are the technical violations. But the constitutional violation is Congress never gave the CDC the authority to compel us to wear masks. And once and for all, a federal judge has just determined that. So the government's rule says you can take the mask off when you're eating and when you're drinking, as if the virus knows not to come out of your mouth when you're eating and drinking. But you can't take the mask off when you're talking, when you're reading, or when you're sleeping. So because of that absurd inconsistency, the court found there was no rational basis for the rule. So the mask mandate from the federal government and the CDC is voided? You do not have to wear the mask anymore on public transportation. The CDC violated the Constitution when they avoided receiving approval from Congress to institute this policy that some people thought was a law. They did not have the authority to do it under the law, and they actually provided absolutely no evidence of why they were doing it. They just said, because of the pandemic, we're doing it. They provided no other information, no other evidence, no other reasoning. So because of these reasons, the federal judge struck down the mandate. And it's interesting because the judge, Catherine Kimball Mazel in Florida, um, she's now under attack by the media. And the media is claiming she's too young and she's not qualified. And I mean, these people are so relentless and so disgusting that, that I thought we were supposed to believe women. I thought we were supposed to, to trust women. I thought we were supposed to be happy if a young woman becomes a federal judge. That's a big step for women. Apparently not because she didn't do what the status quo establishment told her to do. So because she followed the rule of law, she's unqualified to be a judge. We're going to talk about this when we come back from break. I've got the judge's ruling. And because there's always confusion around these types of things, I'm going to read through the order with you from the court and tell you exactly what it says and direct you where to find it if you want to read it for yourself. Maybe print out a copy the next time you fly. If they try to make you do it, present them with the judge's order, smash it in their face, and get on the plane. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. As of yesterday, April 18th, 2022, a Florida federal judge overturned the CDC's mask mandate for planes and public transit. U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazell in Tampa said the CDC had failed to adequately explain its reasons for the mandate and did not allow public comment in violation of federal procedures for issuing new rules. Rather than addressing the 60-page opinion of the judge in the court, Very hefty opinion that I printed out. I've got the whole opinion here. I read through it this morning over breakfast. 
highlighted it, marked it, so I had all the details. And of course, I want to read it because whether it's the mainstream media or the alternative media, often information gets unintentionally or intentionally lost in transition. So I want to see exactly what the judge wrote. It's the same reason I'd read Mein Kampf. I want to see what Hitler actually said. It's the same reason that I do a lot of controversial things by accessing information that's supposedly taboo because I want to see where the source of the information comes from. Because I read an article that said from Forbes, judge in CDC mask ruling was rated, quote, not qualified by the ABA, the American Bar Association. It says a federal judge rated as non-qualified, quote-unquote not qualified by the American Bar Association, has ruled today that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, CDC, overstepped its authority by requiring passengers on public transportation, including airplanes, to wear masks. In her ruling, Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell discussed the definition of sanitation and wrote that wearing a mask cleans nothing and, at most, it traps virus droplets. Do you see what they're, they're doing? There, there's two parts to that statement from Forbes. She was rated not qualified by the American Bar Association. There's a lot more to the story than that, though. And she said sanitation does not apply to masks because wearing a mask cleans nothing. It says that in the court's decision, but they took what she said grossly out of context. The reason she brought up sanitation is because the CDC was citing a law that they claimed gave them the ability to implement the mask mandate to begin with. Based on that law, based on the context, the definition of the words, when that law was passed, the court has to determine what was the meaning of those words, what was the context of those words, does it give outright authority, or is it derived from some part of the law, some part of the wording? So they went into the wording of what the CDC claimed they had the right to do based on the law, and they found that there's no authorization under any of the words except the word sanitation that the CDC claims they have the authority to implement the mask mandate. And then she went on to, in like 10 pages to break down how the court came to the determination, came to the conclusion that sanitation did not apply to masks. But Forbes just tells you she said sanitation and masks clean nothing. It traps virus droplets. Come on, she's not qualified to be a judge. You understand that this is what the Nazis did in Germany. They got rid of judges. They got rid of public officials. This is what the communists did in Russia and China and any other communist dictatorship. You get rid of people who uphold the rule of law and you start by swaying public opinion before you outright begin removing people by force. And then you talk about packing the courts, as the White House has discussed in regards to the Supreme Court. Well, we don't have a majority as Democrats, so let's just pack it with a bunch of Democrats. Meanwhile, the worst thing conservatives did this week was they said they want to make it for both conservatives and liberals in the House. They want you know committee heads to have a, a term limit, which... For conservatives, they already do, but Democrats don't, so they want it to, to be across the board. There's term limits on you know committees and, and, and special groups, how long people can hold those positions. M meanwhile, the Democrats are like, let's just pack the courts because we can't win. Pack the courts. That's exactly what Hitler did, you Nazi scum.
So they go on to berate this woman. They said she was appointed by President Donald Trump. So since she was appointed by Trump, the ABA said she wasn't, quote unquote, qualified. And she said sanitation and mask wearing is not the same. She's really stupid. You see what they're implying? They say that she was chosen by President Trump for a lifetime judicial appointment at age 33, the youngest judge selected by Trump, and the Senate confirmed her appointment, and she assumed office in November of 2020. So why did she receive a not-qualified rating from the American Bar Association? Well, the ABA stated that their reasons for giving her a not-qualified rating include that, quote, since her admission to the bar... Ms. Mizell has not tried a case, civil or criminal, as lead or count, uh, co-counsel. So because she didn't fit into a specific definition, they said she wasn't qualified to be part of the American Bar Association, but she was admitted to the Florida Bar September 12, 2012. She actually became a judge after being an attorney for eight years. So here's the discrepancy the ABA's Standing Committee on Federal Judiciary states that appointees should, not have to, but should have practiced for a minimum of 12 years. So Forbes magazine attacks this lady and says she's not qualified. The American Bar Association says she's not qualified, which makes morons and, well, let's be honest, mostly leftist-leaning Democrats, they're going to think she's not qualified. She's not even on the bar How can she make a decision if she's not part of the American Bar Association? Then they say, sanitation and wearing a mask cleans nothing. These are quotes from her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. The science. They took what she said in a 60-page opinion out of context and then said, well, she's appointed by Trump, so anybody left listening is going to say, well, she's appointed by Trump. I don't care. She's unqualified as far as I'm concerned. Why is she unqualified? Well, she's not actually unqualified, just the... The, the American Bar Association Standing Committee on the Federal Judiciary States appointees should have practiced 12 years, but in some cases they're appointed before that 12-year standard. That's the standard. So she didn't necessarily meet the standard. That doesn't mean she's unqualified. It could mean she's more qualified because the president thought that she could do a good job at her position at only 33 years old. That's a very, very young age to become a federal judge for a lifetime. So when I read that, I thought, hold on a second, I thought that liberals loved women. I thought it was a good thing when a woman was put into a position of power. But because she ruled against their dictates and their illegal orders, now it doesn't matter if she's a woman. It doesn't matter who she is, where she's from, what she's done. They launch a smear campaign against a federal judge because she voted in a way that they didn't like. If you look this lady up, she's, she's, she's a pretty lady. Pretty lady, very smart, very young federal judge. I mean, I thought we were supposed to believe women, right? If she said the CDC did not have authorization from Congress to do this, we're supposed to believe her, right? Believe women. It's good when women are empowered. Unless, of course, those women are attractive, smart, and lean conservative, and then those women don't matter. Just like it's okay When a black person riots and burns down a city, but if a conservative black person says, hey, we should stop this, guys. Why are we destroying our own communities? Suddenly, they're an Uncle Tom. So you have a a very pretty lady 
I think she's a pretty lady, very pretty lady, wrote a 60-page opinion explaining every detail of why the order will no longer stand. She was appointed under the minimum standard for being an attorney. A lot of reasons for that. And the media decides to say she's unqualified. She was appointed by Trump, dot, 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 meaning you're supposed to think, oh, the program kicks in. Oh, that means she's not qualified. And then even if you go on to read it, they're like, well, she was only not qualified because they usually are attorneys for eight, uh, you know, 12 years, not eight before they're appointed. But, you know, it's, it's not like it was illegal to appoint her. Just, these people are, are insane. So here's the order. I'll take you through it real quick. The court concludes that the mask mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority and violates the procedures required for agency rulemaking under the APA. That's the Administrative Procedure Act. Accordingly, the court vacates the mandate and remands it to the Centers for Disease Control. Case number 821-CV-1693-KKMAEP, United States District Court, Middle District of Florida, Tampa Division, Health Freedom Defense Fund, Inc., Anna, Carolina, Daza, and Sarah Pope versus Joseph Biden Jr. in his official capacity as President of the United States as defendant. On January 21st, 2021, one day after taking the oath of office, President Biden issued Executive Order 13998. Approximately two weeks later, on February 3rd, 2021, the CDC published the mask mandate without allowing public participation through the APA's notice and comment procedure. There is strike one. The CDC found that, quote, to allow for this comment and notice to take place, quote, it would be impracticable and contrary to the public's health, end quote. To delay public comment would be disastrous to the public's health. Health Freedom and Defense Fund, Anna Daza and Sarah Pope, sued to challenge the mask mandate on July 12, 2021, seeking a declaratory judgment that the mask mandate is unlawful and to have it set aside under the Administrative Procedures Act. Plaintiffs sued President Joseph Biden, Secretary of Health and Human Services, CDC Director, and the Director of CDC's Division of Global Migration and Quarantine, all in their official capacities. Plaintiffs also sued the CDC and the United States government. Under the analysis of the order and the opinion, plaintiffs' amended complaint challenges the CDC's mask mandate on several grounds. Here's what they alleged. It alleges that the mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority, Count number one. In the alternative, it alleges that if the mandate is statutorily authorized, Congress improperly delegated its legislative power to the CDC. The amended complaint further alleges that the CDC improperly invoked the good cause exception to avoid the notice and comment procedures required under the APA. And finally, it alleges that the mandate violates the APA because it is arbitrary and capricious. The court proceeds to discuss plaintiff's remaining claims. Here is one of the three Major claims, the mask mandate exceeds the CDC's authority under the Public Health Services Act. The CDC relied on a section of the Public Health Services Act of 1994, the PHSA, for authority. That provision empowers the CDC to promulgate regulations aimed at identifying, isolating, and and destroying diseases. Since Congress enacted it in 1944, the PHSA has generally been limited to quarantining infected individuals and prohibiting the import or sale of animals known to transmit disease. It has been rarely invoked 
at least until recently. Within the past two years, the CDC has found within this power to shut down the cruise ship industry, stop landlords from evicting tenants who have not paid their rent, and require that persons using public conveyances wear masks. Courts have concluded that the first two of these measures exceeded the CDC's statutory authority. And I said that, well, when this was happening, the CDC said, well, you can't evict people. And uh, here on The Secret Teachings, we told you the CDC does not have that power, does not have that authority. And then the Supreme Court ruled the same because you don't have to be a judge or an attorney to understand how simple the law really is. Does the CDC have the statutory authority? No. Therefore, they do not have the ability to stop landlords from evicting tenants. It's really that simple. The court concluded that where the CDC is deriving their authority, there is no authorization for the CDC to issue the mask mandate. The opening sentence of what they, what they claim they have the authority as a result of, it is part of the, the law, Section 264A, the CDC power to issue regulations that in its judgment are necessary to prevent the spread of communicable disease. The second sentence informs the grant of authority by illustrating the kinds of measures that could be necessary. So here's what the CDC can do. Inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, and destruction of contaminated animals and articles. So if the CDC has authority under this regulation, under this statutory uh, authority, the power to do so has to be found in those sentences And in particular, it has to be found in the second sentence, informs the grant of authority by illustrating the kinds of measures that they could take, the inspection, fumigation, disinfection, etc. So does the CDC have authority under the rule, under the statutory rule that they're claiming? Well, sanitation refers to a number of different things, right? Sanitation is referring to the removal of filth, trash collection, washing with soap, incineration, plumbing. You can define depending on what dictionary you look at, and the court went back to 1944 to those dictionaries to find different definitions of the word. One definition appears to apply to give the CDC that authority. Definition of sanitizing, devising, and applying of measures for preserving and promoting public health. While the latter definition, the court says, would appear to cover the mask mandate, the former definition would preclude it. Accordingly, the court must determine which of the two senses is the best reading of the statute. Wearing a mask cleans nothing, the court says. At most, it traps virus droplets, but it neither sanitizes the person wearing the mask nor sanitizes the conveyance. Because the CDC required mask wearing as a measure to keep something clean, explaining that it limits the spread of COVID-19 through prevention, but never contended that it actively destroys or removes it, the mask mandate falls outside of 264A. Wearing a mask cleans nothing. So then the media and Forbes come out and say, by taking her statement out of context and like 10 pages in the court's order, in in the opinion, that she just simply says, Masks don't sanitize, so the CDC's rule is no longer valid. And they imply that she doesn't understand science. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I mean, how demeaning and how degrading and how just absolutely un-American. How about we talk about overturning elections, right? We're not allowed to ask questions about election fraud. How about overturning federal decisions? They're just going to demean this judge and say that she's not qualified. She's too young. She's a woman. 
I thought the left loved women. I thought they loved women in power. I thought we were supposed to believe women. If she said that the CDC exceeded their authority, they exceeded their authority, right? It goes on to say the mask mandate exceeds the authority. The statute grants the CDC. So the government invoked the Chevron defense. If you've ever heard of the Chevron defense, it basically argued, quote, that even if its reading of 264A is not the best one, the court should just adopt it anyway. That's classic authoritarian rule. Well, we're wrong. It's illegal, but just do it anyway. How many businesses told you that? Well, you know, we can't really force you to do it. Just do it anyway. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Put on the mask. Take a vaccine. Just do it. Do it. Doesn't matter if it's illegal. Doesn't matter if it's healthy, safe, effect. Just do it. The second part of this opinion is the mask mandate improperly invoke the good cause exception to notice and comment rulemaking. So the Administrative Procedures Act requires that agencies provide an opportunity for the public to review and comment upon a new rule before it becomes legally binding. The agency must publish a notice in the Federal Register that includes reference to the legal authority under which the rule is proposed and either the terms or substance of the proposed rule or a description of the subjects and issues involved. Following publication, the agency must give interested persons an opportunity to participate in the rulemaking through submission of written data, views, or arguments. This comment period must be at least 30 days. Finally, the agency must consider and respond to significant comments received during the period for public comment. The process is called the notice and comment. And because the Centers for Disease Control did not provide any reasoning, they just simply said the public health emergency caused by COVID-19, quote unquote, was the reason they're enacting the mandate, which is not a reason. And the court said, stating that there's a reason is not the reason. So basically, the court was like, what's your reason? The CDC said, because there's a pandemic. And they said, well, that's, that's not a reason. You have to give us, if you've actually found the masks work and the court agrees with you, the masks work, you need to tell us, you know, tell us that. You need to show the evidence and the proof. The CDC did not do that. It also doesn't make any sense. This is a direct quote from the court, and I thought this immediately when I read it. The CDC's failure to explain its reasoning is particularly problematic here. At the time the CDC issued the mandate, The COVID-19 pandemic had been going for almost a year and COVID-19 case numbers were decreasing. This timing undercuts the CDC's suggestion that its action was so urgent that a 30-day comment period was contrary to the public interest. So too, the CDC's delay in issuing the mandate further undercuts its position. The CDC issued the mandate February 2021, almost two weeks after the president called for a mandate, 11 months after the president had declared COVID-19 a national emergency, and almost 13 months since the Secretary of Health and Human Services had declared a public health emergency. So, so, so we're talking over a year, and then suddenly the president says, mask mandate. The CDC says, yes, we have to do it. We don't have time for the public to comment, even though cases were dropping and we had gone an entire year without any of this mandated. This is just what we call a power grab. Then the court goes on to discuss the civil and criminal fines, the penalties. And it's funny because uh, the court actually says the court accepts the CDC's policy determination that requiring masks will limit COVID-19 transmissions. The judge they're attacking actually agreed with the CDC. Just but she said, you, you violated the APA. You didn't provide comment. You didn't provide discussion. You, you, there's no notification of Congress. There's no statutory authority. So you don't have the authority to do this. But the court actually agreed that the masks work. Which you're going to get that in the alternative media. Florida judge, federal judge said masks don't work. And that's not at all what it said. The third part, the mask mandate is arbitrary and, and capricious because the CDC failed to adequately explain its reasoning. They provided no reasoning behind it. 
They failed to explain significant choices, quote-unquote. For example, the mandate relies on studies explaining the uh, universal masking reduces transmission of COVID-19 at the community level, but the mandate does not require universal masking. It exempts individuals who are eating, drinking, or taking medication, and a person who is experiencing difficulty breathing or who is feeling winded. It also excludes individuals who cannot wear a mask due to an ADA-recognized disability and all children under the age of two. The mandate makes no effort to explain why its purposes, prevention of transmission and serious illness, allow for such exceptions, nor why a two-year-old is less likely to transmit COVID-19 than a 62-year-old. Since the CDC did not explain its decision to compromise the effectiveness of its mandate by including exceptions or its decisions to limit those exceptions, the court cannot conclude that the CDC, quote, articulated a rational connection between the facts found and the choices made. Therefore, the mask mandate is vacated for violating the APA. Therefore, the plaintiffs are granted full relief by the overturning of the mandate. There seems to be no adequate assurance that the government can provide that its agents or an unwitting enforcer will not violate the court's order and deprive plaintiffs of their relief. So the court decided to overturn the entire thing. Plaintiff's motion for summary judgment is granted on counts one, two, and three. Defendant's motion for summary judgment is denied. Government doesn't like hearing that. The court declares unlawful and vacates the mask mandate, remanding it to the CDC for further proceedings consistent with this order. That is the conclusion signed by Catherine Kimball Mazzell, United States District Judge, Tampa Division. What is the media's response to that? She's unqualified. She's too young. Look at her. She's a pretty lady. She's smart. She's intelligent. She was appointed as a federal judge even before she met the standard requirement for being an attorney. It's not a law. It's just they, they recommend you know 12 years as an attorney before you become a judge. She did eight years, so she's unqualified, despite so many other judges being appointed before they meet those requirements. And you just sit here and you watch the media. Rather than addressing what she said, they take it out of context. They say she was appointed by Trump. They say she's too young. I thought they liked women in positions of power. I thought that they liked when women said things, we listened. But because this woman is intelligent, because she's, you know, she's not a, a giant blob with green hair, apparently her opinion as a federal judge doesn't matter. And now people are like, well, she's just unqualified. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Really, that's, that's very insulting. And that is also contrary to living in a free and open society where we have a rule of law that is enforced to protect all people. If you want to wear a mask, you can still wear a mask. If you want to wear two masks, you can still wear two masks. The CDC just doesn't have the authority to do what they did. And the media has not been honest with us about the court's decision, which included a comment that the CDC, believing that masks mitigate the spread of COVID-19, the court actually agreed with that. They just said, but you didn't follow procedure. You violated the law. So this is unlawful, and therefore, it is vacated. It's that simple. The CDC did not follow the law, so the, their order is invalidated. I mean, the thing is, people say, well, this is, what, this is what's wrong with America. The courts take forever to get. It's like the, you don't understand the judicial system doesn't just pick things that are topical and say, okay, we're going to judge on this. It has to be brought in suit. It has to be, be, be brought before the court. And those bringing 
the the case before the court have to ask for a certain type of 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 remedy. If the plaintiffs would have said we want four hundred billion dollars from the government, the courts would have been like that's that's not reasonable. But they were saying that the CDC violated the law. I mean, arguably they were violating their own order because this lady had anxiety and all these other panic attacks. So that it takes a while. But the court system and the way that our government is established and set up is to protect us from a one-size-fits-all dictatorship where they just say, two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks. Okay, now you're locked down like Shanghai indefinitely. Now you don't get food. Now you don't get water. Now you can't see your friends. Now you can't see your family. Now you can't go to school. Now you can't go to work. Our system is not perfect, but it is better than a communist, fascist, Nazi dictatorship with a Politburo like most of the rest of the world has. Our country is not perfect, but we don't have a caste system like India. This is not an apartheid state like South Africa and Israel. And the media, not only are they mocking this federal judge, mocking her credentials, eight years as an attorney appointed as a very young woman with lots of experience to be a federal judge, but because she was appointed by Donald Trump, it doesn't matter if she's a woman in power. It doesn't matter if she's an attractive, intelligent, and skilled attorney. What matters is she didn't do what the system wanted her to do, so they're attacking her and going after her. And the media is misrepresenting even her court order, which explicitly says the court agrees that the CDC could actually issue mandates to wear masks if they were to ask Congress for that specific permission, if Congress were to give that to them, if they were to provide the public with the opportunity to comment before they implement it. But they didn't do any of those things. They didn't even provide a reason why they were doing it. So the court struck it down. And these news reports have been all day today. And they now lifted all of a sudden a live look at the White House. The Biden all of the sudden, it was illegal to begin with, you dumb bimbo. The national mask mandate covering public transit. Now, that comes hours after a federal judge in Florida overturned the mandate, causing quite a bit of confusion for airlines and local transit agencies like BART. Yeah, because we do remember just last week, the Biden administration extended the mandate another two weeks until May 3rd. KBX because they're tyrants, psychos, control freaks, and they are practicing BDSM. This is cultural BDSM. You are being bound. You are being gagged. The mask is a symbol of compliance. It is a symbol of your submission. It is a symbol of your obedience. It is a political tool and a political weapon. It has physical, physiological, biological, and psychological effects on you and others around you in society, children, families, etc., it is fundamentally, in the way that it has been promoted and pushed, anti-human, and it is fundamentally anti-scientific when you read the scientific literature. And to save face, CBS News and others reporting not only reports like that, all of a the sudden they're dropping it. This is confusing. What are people going to do? You stop wearing a mask and you go back to the way life was before they made this stuff up. CBS News published this, this wild article I was reading before the show. Do you have to wear a mask on your flight? These airlines are dropping the mandates. Oh, look, masks now are optional. Alaska Airlines, American Airlines, Delta Airlines, JetBlue, Southwest, Spirit, United Frontier Airlines. But be careful, some airports still want you to do it. Well, no, the, the, the federal judge overturned 
the federal mask mandate. So no airport, no airline, no transportation can force you to do it now as part of the federal mandate. It is void. So not only do they misrepresent the facts, defame the judge and degrade her position, but then some of these companies in the media act like they're the heroes, they're dropping the mask mandate. They're the ones that are responsible for you taking the mask off. Unless people are upset, then they're like, well, we couldn't do anything. The government said we can't now. The federal judge ruled it. It's like people plan to wear these masks forever. They are indebted to the dominatrix that is the government. They, 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 they love the authority. They love being controlled. Cultural BDSM. Luckily, we have a safe word, and that is the U.S. Constitution. And this judge just gave us the safe word. The BDSM game is over, folks. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And this is important because this sets the precedent for another level, another wave of this scam, which is indefinitely, absolutely going to occur, especially if Shanghai is any indication of what the future holds. www.thesecretteachings.info. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. (laughs) 